to the Hunting Dog Puller Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Moreland, and this is the place where we talk everything hunting dog and working dog related. We're just here to promote the sport that we love, so y'all buckle up, because you're along for the ride. Jeremiah 32, 17. Ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arms. Nothing is too hard for you. Jeremiah 32, 17. Hey guys, we've teamed up with Light Boots. They have the lightest 16-inch waterproof boot ever made. They have a one-piece injection mold design which increases durability. Some people say they are like walking on a cloud. All I know is if it ain't light, it ain't right. Go check them out at lightboots, L-I-T-E-B-O-O-T-S dot com. And they gave us a discount code for 10% off, THDP10. Y'all go check them out. Hey guys, before we get into this episode, this is talking about the NSD, which is a National Sporting Dog Registry that holds squirrel hunts. If you're not into the squirrel registry or the NSD, this might not be for you. We're talking about rules and changes and uh, I guess different things that the NSD has done and trying to improve their organization. So... I thought Jimmy get on here and talk about their team event and the rule changes for the pro hunts and such as that. So that's just a bunch of statistics we're going to talk and and how rules have changed. So if that's not your thing, I'm going to save you a little bit of a time and we appreciate you listening this long. And we'll have somebody out next. But if you're interested in NSD and listening to the squirrel rules and formats and such this would be a good one thank y'all here we go all right guys welcome back to the hunting dog public podcast i'm your host cody moreland and today we're talking with mr jimmy emmon of the nsd again mr jimmy how are you i'm doing good how are you sir and i'm doing great mr jimmy i hunt in the nsd and i really enjoy the nsd and this year you came up collectively with the team nationals for your national event. And I was kind of, we've had a lot of questions through the podcast and such, and we was going to see if you might could explain the team nationals things for the guys that might not understand it fully. Uh, Yeah, well, it all came about whenever I saw uh, Shane Mason's post and uh, I think it was a state line uh, squirrel hunters group. And he would mention something about teams, um, some type of format there. Well, I previously thought of a, a team's format, but couldn't ever really put all the pieces together to, to, to pull it off. But when he had mentioned separating out the breeds, uh, that kind of fell in line with what I was thinking in my head, but kind of fell in line with the nationals uh on a per breed basis and 
that's me and him had several conversations and kind of come up with uh, with a format that we think would work. Uh, so basically, we're going to have up to nine teams, uh, be a total of 36 dogs uh, participating. Each team has to consist of a feist, hound, mountain cur, and tree and cur. And uh, we're going to give it a shot and see what happens. Each team will get points. Uh, we're going to have two rounds. Each, each team will get points based off of their uh, placement in the cast. And uh, what we'll eventually add all the scores together and place the the teams in accordance to uh, their points. So it's gonna be on the is that the Wednesday or the Thursday? It's gonna be on Thursday. We'll have two rounds on Thursday. So uh, a morning cast and an afternoon cast. Every everybody yeah. will hunt both casts. Everybody will hunt both rounds. Uh, if you win your cast with a squirrel, you'll get forty points for that cast win. Uh, if you win your cast with no squirrel scored, you'll get 30 points. Uh, second place uh, points would be 20, and a third place in the cast will get 10 points. If you don't place in the cast, uh, you know, either coming in with, with minus or zero on the card, uh, you, you'll get zero points. Okay, I was going to ask if you had to get, so if you don't get on the card or if you don't finish with zero if you if you finish with negative points, then you're still uh, going to get it, zero. It's basically we're we're going with the same rules of what it takes to place in the in the hunt. So if you got a circle uh, circle tree with uh, minus points, you'll place. Or if you have a uh, hundred plus hundred minus with total score of zero, you'll you'll place. Okay. I'll be honest, I kind of wish it was on Friday, but I understand the people that's wanting to hunt the junior dolls already have that day set aside. Uh, yeah, we, we'll have our junior nationals uh, on Friday, and it'll be a one-day event. Of course, we have two divisions for the junior nationals. Yeah. it, it uh, The junior nationals, it is two different age groups, is that correct? It is. Uh, division one is 24 months to 36 months old, mm -hmm. and division two is 23 months and under. I and you. I think right now we, we've roughly got, uh, and this number will grow, we've got 269 dogs that are uh, puppies that are eligible for the division two. And on the division one side, I think we've got roughly 304 dogs that are eligible that event nice now I, I i don't know why i jumped to that uh i should have kept on about the team so what's it take to enter the team event uh the team event we haven't opened the entries just yet um we're fixing to start that probably uh, first of october we're going to have nine teams uh basically what we're going to do is have one a team needs to designate a licensed handler to kind of be the team captain, or uh, I guess that's what you would kind of call it. Uh, they're going to reserve their entry. And uh, the entry fee for this event is $400. Uh, it's $100 per dog, and we're going to have 100% payout. If we have a full 19 field, uh, the payout will be $2,000, $1,600. Uh, so, and of course, that'll be divided up between the team members. Yeah, but I mean that's so good return on your on your money. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You can't 
I mean, can't get much better than that unless you have an added purse. So, uh, yeah. But we have uh, that team. That team member uh, that's designated for as a captain or uh, whatever you want to say there is going to reserve the entry for the event. Uh, so once they'll just pretty much call call into the office say, hey, we want to reserve a team uh, entry. And then their entry fee and team roster must be turned in by uh, November 30th. So, so it's not going to be on the app. It, you'll have to call in and physically register. They'll have to call or, in and, and physically have me put them down on the list. I got you. At, is there going to be anything like you can see the teams beforehand, or is it going to be kind of one of them deals that it's not going to be really announced until you get there? No, once we get the, the team rosters, we're going to post the teams and try to have, the, uh, you know, photos of each of the dogs and handlers. Now, the dogs can be uh, changed. Uh, team members can be changed. There's a $25 admin fee for that uh, because we are going to try to, to have some ads made up for, for the teams and stuff uh, to advertise the event. So it's... Uh, that can be changed at a later time if if they need to be. Uh, if a female comes in heat or or uh, a, a dog, you know, a handler can't make it and they need to substitute a dog, uh, still has to be the same breed, you know, to replace it. Uh, but yeah. that, you know, we can we can make those changes. Now, now when we're we're talking about this for the people that don't understand, at the at the nationals, feist only hunt against feist. Uh, until the end, but in the team event, you're not going to be paired up with a hound. You're going to be paired up with a dog of the breed dog you're hunting, correct? That's correct. At the Nationals, we keep all the breeds separated. Um, they'll be competing in their own events, so we, we decided to stay with the same format for the teams. Uh, Feist will be hunting against Feist, Curves against Curves, Tree and Curves against Tree and Curves, and Hounds against Hounds. Uh, they'll all be drawn out in uh, three dog, you know, three dog casts, and they'll get their points, you know, how they place in those casts. Have you had anybody call in the reserve a spot yet? I haven't opened it up. I know there's interest. I've uh, told them I have to call back whenever I post the date and time uh, to do that. But yes, we we do have a few folks that's already called and, and want to reserve an entry. Nice. What about uh, where, which I assume it's the same place it was last year, but for the people that don't know, where is Nationals at, and when is it? This year we're going to be back uh, at the same place that we were last year. It's uh, Cesar, Illinois. The Southern Illinois Wildlife Association hosted this event last year, done an excellent job. Uh, we're going to return back to that club uh, it'll start on Wednesday or Thursday, excuse me, uh, January the 11th uh, will be the team's event. January the 12th will be the junior event. And then the nationals will start on Saturday the 13th and we'll finish up on the Sunday the 14th. Okay. So last year, how many dogs do we, do you know how many dogs there was there last year? Yeah, last year we had uh, nine hounds, nine feist, eight mountain curves, and 16 trend curves. It was 42 dogs total. 
well, that's a pretty good size hunt. But in my thinking, if we having 15, 16 people showing up for open events across the country, this thing ought to start growing and get on up there to where it might be the biggest hunt of the year. It has potential, the way we have the format drawn up, it has the potential of being the biggest hunt of the year. That's awesome. Um, do you think that this is going to be a, a mainstay, or is it something that you're just going to try for this upcoming year for the for the team event? The team event, it's I mean, it's like anything new we try. Uh, we have to kind of review the data and see how the format works and if, if it's something that everybody likes and, and wants to, to keep participating in, we'll, we'll keep doing it. Yeah. Well, I was talking to Shane. We'd talked about it quite a bit before he posted it. And, I mean, I like the idea of the team format because I'm just a hyper-competitive person. And when I'm there, it's me against everybody and, I'd like the idea of rooting for somebody, you know, it's us against them and, and the, the garbage talk for fun. I'm not saying to be rude, but I like the idea of the camaraderie and the the fun and, and all that. I just like well, everything and, about and, it. And not only that, you've got the, the breeds intertwining where you're teaming up with somebody that you may not normally team up with. Yeah. And, and and for whatever reason, uh, I don't know why it is, but a lot of times I see people kind of buddying up with the same people that hunt the similar breed of dog. So maybe, you know, it'll have different breeds of dogs buddying up, you know, try, trying to merge the gap, I guess. It's going to be interesting to see the teams being built of uh what dogs are going to be put on the same team and stuff it, it, it's it's something different it's going to be fun uh and we'll see how it goes um the format we can always adjust and do what we need to do with it uh but gotta start somewhere oh yeah yeah i think it's a awesome thing i mean i don't know how many how many how many junior dogs did y'all have hunt last year? Do you know that, or is that something you didn't? Uh, Division two had thirteen, and Division one had eight. So we uh, had twenty one junior dogs at the event last year. Now, are those dogs eligible to turn around and hunt in the open hunt, or is it once you hunt the junior, you don't get? Oh them? no, they're you're allowed to turn around and hunt them okay. the next day. We on these events like this, we try to make it to where you can participate. I mean, if a junior dog can can compete with the older dogs why not let them um so we don't we try not to limit uh anybody from participating except for the the junior hunts yeah uh, of course i like it i thought about signing up for the omcba world hunt and last year uh or i'm sorry this coming year and man I was wanting to take a junior dog, but I got to thinking, what happens if you get both dogs to the final day, and then it's like, well, you just have to let somebody else hunt it. At that point, you'd have to you'd have to let somebody else uh, handle one of the other, do- you know, other dogs. Yeah, I'm not real crazy about that idea, but I don't guess there's a whole not, lot of option. 
No, it's not an ideal setup. Me and Samuel Green's talked about this. If they change the format just a little bit, you could you could hunt it out uh, and still have Catoosa Wildlife uh, Management Area to use, where you've got plenty of places to guide and um, not have to worry about uh, things that's happened in the past. Yeah. So, I get it. I just uh, you you think that there's a better solution, which I get it. They 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 don't want you there more days than you got to be. I guess I don't know how that works, but also we have the pro hunt rules changing this year. Or can you elaborate on that? I have a lot of people that don't understand how those work either. Yeah, we've. Uh had well if you want we can just go over all the rule changes or what and very yeah. many let's talk um, about them. the i think the the biggest changes was just mainly clarification uh the way the rules were written sometimes can be interpreted different ways uh i don't like that uh yep. want it black and white where it can only be understood to be one way so uh in section B, we changed uh, rule number seven. We changed to reference uh, section C, rule number 13, uh, instead of having the same rule written twice. Okay. Rule number eight clarified that a handler may leave the cast during a timeout to retrieve their dog, but be scratched if they haven't returned to the cast within 30 minutes. I think what that one was was the rule was in there for scratching a dog after 30 minutes during a timeout for a lost dog but really the dog for delaying a, a cast 30 minutes during a timeout is scratched period so it was more of a clarification that the dog only has 30 you got to get back to the cast within 30 minutes anytime a timeout's called yeah in section c rule number 13 we clarified the handlers allowed to leave the cast uh, when their dog has been declared split tree prior to a search time starting. But they got to wait the minute uh, for their tree to close until they can leave the cast to go handle. Uh, how else is, you know, a judge, if another dog's out hunting, how else is another judge know, you know, if, if another handler tree's in? So you got to wait till that, that minute closes before you can leave the cast to go handle at that tree. So... Also, in that rule, we remove the ability to leave uh, the cast when hunt time expires. Dog that trees, I mean, they can they can leave the cast during the split tree to go tie their dog and come back, but the dog still has to hold the tree. If it's treed in within, you know, um, under two minutes of the hunt left, it still has to hold its tree for two minutes. And so if it's treed at five seconds... At, before the hunt's over with and they ain't 100 yards, you don't walk over there and put your hands on your dog. Nope. It still has to hold its tree just like it does during during regulation. It has to hold its tree for two minutes. Um, so, unless, of course, all dogs are declared treed, then everybody's going to handle their dog. Yeah. Okay. Giving a pause there, so... <laughs> Section D, rule number three, we added the pro hunt rule. 
where rule number four will not be used to determine a cask winner. And what this rule is, is we're basically going off a final score on the throw hunts. Uh, it's designed to take in consideration how many squirrels were actually seen on the cask versus how many trees were made. Uh, so basically at the end of regulation, the only thing we're looking at is the plus minus column. What is the final score of the dog? Uh, so, so that that's pretty. You're talking about the pro hunt rule, correct? Correct. So, so for instance, one dog makes 100 circle. Another dog makes 500 circle. Neither of them see a squirrel. What happens in this event? Well, like I said, we're not looking at the circle column during regulation. So so those those points will only be used for placement of non-cast winners. So in order to be a cast winner, you still have to have plus or, or circle scored. If you have straight minus or nothing on the card, it's just like a dead card. You don't place in the hunt. You don't place in the, in, you know, as a cast winner. So if you have zero, with no nothing on the card, no circle, no plus, you're 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 out. Any dog that has plus or circle scored, if their total score in that plus minus column or their final score is zero, then we go into the tiebreaker rule. Which is a ten minute overtime. Ten minute overtime period. And now At if you have one hundred circle, another dog doesn't get on the card, the one hundred circle wins. Correct. Yeah, if there's only two two dogs in the in the cast and one dog has a hunter circle, the the other dog doesn't place, you know, or advance. You have to have plus or circle score to advance. Now, what about the event both dogs have treed two hundred plus, one dog has one hundred circle. In that event that, you're still in a ten minute overtime, correct? You're still in the ten minute overtime. Therefore, I mean we're not looking at how many, basically, how many trees we walk to that doesn't produce a squirrel? We're not looking at those in the pro pro hunt rules. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it. I just, man, I have had so many people calling asking, well, you know, what if my dog trees three hundred plus and one hundred circle, and your dog trees three hundred plus? We still got to go in a ten minute overtime. And I, I said, well, yeah, per the rules, you didn't tree but three, and I tree three. Now. Yeah, I mean, we're like I said in the pro hunt rules, we're not concerned with how many trees we walk to where squirrels not produced. At some point, you had to produce more squirrels. You have to produce more squirrels, but now in the overtime period, uh, just like in college football or any other sport, we got to have a way of determining the winner. So you both yeah. didn't do it. You know, all dogs didn't. We didn't have a winner declared in regulation. So now we move to the overtime period. In the overtime period, the circle points that scored in the overtime period will be used to determine the overall cast score. So your plus and minus column and the circle column will be used to determine the winner. Now, what about, did the hunt time change any? No, I mean, it's 90-minute cast at, at this time, but most of our pro hunts uh, are nine dogs. Oh, so so that don't 
yeah it's going to be mainly two rounds um now we do have a couple 18 dog hunts and and like i said earlier with anything new we're going to have to review the data and if it don't work the way the rules intended then then we'll make a change um yeah but we don't know how it's going to go until it's implemented and and we're looking at rewarding a dog that is trying you know that that's tree and squirrels live squirrels on the outside yeah i mean that there's so many difference in opinions i mean but at the end of the day we're there to tree squirrels and if there's not squirrel on the outside i understand all the circumstances i've been i've been hit with a one million scenarios you know but but at the end of the day it is what it is well at the end of the day it's called a squirrel hunt and that's what we're trying to find uh, we want to see what dog can tree the most squirrels so we're going to give this format a try now in the overtime period you do have to use the full five minute search time to find the squirrel okay we're not we're not since the circle points do come in play you're not allowed to go in and say i'm good and recut the dog you have to use the full five minutes to try to find your squirrel okay so you have to use the full five minutes what if a squirrel is seen at two minutes you can still leash them and move on correct you it's the full five minutes has to be used unless a squirrel is scored all right let me ask this question i've had this asked multiple times if somebody in any cast sees a squirrel at two minutes, do they get the option of sitting there for the rest of three minutes, or is it moved on? That once a squirrel scored, you 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 move on. Now, if there's a second dog treed in, that handler has the ability to look for his squirrel in his tree if it's not if they're not on the same tree. Yeah. What about a scenario to where somebody circles up and their five minutes is over with? Okay. Uh, and then they want us to try to water their dog. Is it, If you put the 30, say, all right, you 30 started, and they're sitting there trying to water their dog, and they're trying to, I guess, drag the cast along? Uh, they've got a minute to cut their dog. Okay. You can water your dog if you want, but it they've got a minute to have their dog cut. Loose. So after their five minutes, you can't mope over there and get your water out and water your dog and and get your leash off. I mean, deliberately going no, a little there, slower. No, not if it at the end of five minutes, uh, they need to be. I mean, they need to be getting their dog and and moving on. I, when I'm judging, I give them enough time to look for their squirrel. Once the five minutes is up, I give them an ample opportunity to grab their dog. But as soon as their dog is in their hand, they're thirty started. Yeah. Okay. Now, if they want to water their dog, they're more than welcome to do that. But they got a minute to have that dog cut. I'm with you. So I'm trying to think of what we what else we had to so you had the pro hunt, we had nationals. Oh, I know what it was I was wanting to think about. You had mentioned to me you wasn't planning on any more September hunts. Is that still standing or is that Well, I didn't ever say for sure. Uh, I'm collecting the data on it right now. 
and that'll be to be determined uh, prior to next year. There's a bunch of cast being one right now and not necessarily cast or hunts being one, but there's not very many squirrels being seen in the month of September with the exception of last weekend. So it, it may be that, that we don't start the hunts until I want, I want the hunts being, you know, taking place whenever the squirrels are being scored. I understand. Um, that's, that's I, I what, get that side of it. You know, I, I like the September hunts and I hate the September hunts. I like the September hunts because you're not fighting for hunting spots because hunting season in Mississippi has not started. The thing I don't like about it is it is hot and it gets hot quick and it's hard to find squirrels. Yeah. Well, and the, the three hunts that I have here in front of me, there was, uh, let's say 14 total cast and we've only scored four squirrels. Can you say what states those are in? Uh, yeah, I can. That was Ohio, Alabama, and South Carolina. That's three hunts I've just got laying in front of me. Wow. How many squirrels? Four. Dang. I mean, right now, you got to think about it, though. It's full foliage. Uh, it's just yeah, but impossible to find a squirrel. We we hunted down here in Mississippi, and I guarantee you there's as many leaves here a couple of weeks ago, and we treed 10. Well, but you also got to think you've got a lot of vines. Okay. They don't have vines? Is that what you're they saying? Don't have vine. They don't have vines. It's mainly big timber. I didn't take uh, that no, in consideration. I, yeah, Alabama Alabama may have some vines and stuff, but up north there's not as many vines as they are in Mississippi. They say Clifton's hunting kudzu patches over there. They ought to be slept full of vines. <laughs> uh, well wherever they were hunting last week i think he t he he made sure he he caught wind of what i was thinking about and he sent me a text says we scored 12 squirrels in the first round so wherever they was hunting at they found some squirrels well i thought you said it was four well that was the first the three hunts the early hunts that oh, i had okay. that was uh september 2nd and 9th that's the only ones i've got right here you. in front of me i got you but he, he made sure to send me a, a message <laughs> and, and let me know that, that he scored 12 squirrels in the first round at his hunt. Yeah, he so had a big turnout. I think he had 14, 15 yeah. dogs. Yeah. So, I, you know, and that's something that, that I'm going to look at. If if we're scoring squirrels, you know, at the end of September, um, that's when we'll start them. Uh, it's not that I'm wanting to just eliminate weekends to hunt but i, I want to have them at the best opportunity to tree squirrels i had a guy ask me it's a good question for the people that don't know i had a guy ask me if something come up could somebody else handle his dog in the middle of a hunt depends on what it is uh, got it in there where are you talking about during the cast or no like all right so he hunts two casts and then say he has an appointment or somewhere to be that afternoon can somebody else hunt that dog yes. at their guest yes yes so, yeah we have that happen quite often any anybody can can handle at the beginning you know if you need somebody to replacement uh now what that does on the handler of the year race points it, the hunt director needs to note that on the scorecards or somewhere on the hunt packet and we put that in as what we call a multiple handler um 
point the points goes towards a, a multiple handler it, it you're only going to get points uh where you start the person that that hunted the dog the first two rounds is not going to get any handler points for that event this is whoever finishes well and no it's even nobody's going to get points for that dog let's just say that okay uh, the first handler that say he handled a dog prior to handling this other dog he'll get points for where that dog finishes i understand but the the dog still gets the points correct yeah it's just the handler points yeah all right well is there anything else in nsd that has changed might change could change would have changed uh no right now that's pretty much everything that that's changed except for you know there was a couple other rule clarifications i don't remember where we stopped at but nothing that that was i mean mainly just rewording and clarifying what what the rules already stated okay uh well what during i guess my last question and it's back on the team thing once teams start signing up are you going to post or are you going to – this team signed up uh, three uh, – eight spots left. Yes. Two I teams will, signed up, six spots yeah, left, or I'll three spots, post, whatever. I'll have a post out there saying – I'll list the team captains. Okay. And let everybody know that uh, – let everybody know how many available team spots we have left. Okay. Uh, well, I didn't know. I, I'm sure I was going to get asked that question. Well, how do we know it? We, you know, there was eight teams and we didn't know it. Well, I guess you could always use that. You should have signed up earlier, but. Well, whenever we open the entries, I'll, I'll make a post and that's where they'll be. They'll be listed. Uh, I'll put it on the website and the app and also Facebook. It'll show the number of entries. I want to do it a little different than what we normally do on our our pro entries because we it's it's a little bit different because uh, we're going to have so many other dogs, you know, four dogs per team. Okay, I got you. Well, if you don't have anything else on the NSD, this is your time to shine. Do you have anything else to say? Uh, this year, I don't think I have anything else to go on, but NSD's doing great. Uh, we've got more hunts probably this year than we've ever had. Uh, hunts every weekend, and I think we're in 20 to 21 states. So we, we're, we're really branching out and getting hunts you know, where local people can, can attend without having all the travel expenses. Yeah. And and y'all still have the three hunts to qualify for the world hunt, or what is it, two, and you pay a certain amount of money? Yeah, you can. The easiest way to qualify is just to participate in three NSD open events. Uh, the nationals count, junior, we count every hunt that, that the dog participates in. Uh, and, you know, minus the LMC and the fast hunts, it has to be an NSD event. And then if you don't get three, hunts in you can hunt two hunts and then pay a $200 uh, thir basically buy your third hunt for $200 and that'll qualify you I got you all right well sounds like NSD's thriving growing new events coming about 
um, new new rules that you're trying in the pro hunts. You know, be active. Uh, give us feedback. You know, maybe there's something that we hadn't seen that might benefit the NSD. Get with Jimmy. Get with us. Just trying to make squirrel dogs great again. So whatever y'all can come up with, idea-wise, I'm sure Jimmy's open to. Well, we're always trying to come up with new ideas and and keep things fresh. Uh, Want to, you know, put a plug in for our sponsors. Uh, Perina is still sponsoring our events. Garmin uh, and Bob Osborne with Timber Creek uh, Dog Supply. So want to thank them for their support and everything that they do for us. Some really good sponsors. So we appreciate them also. Um, Mr. Jimmy, if you ain't got nothing else, I'm going to let you go, buddy. I don't believe I do. Thank you very much. All right. Have a good day. You too. Bye.